0: Revisiting Campaign Stalingrad in Bolt Action. Let's roll some dice and check it out.
1: Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy.
0: Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Trident Wargaming. This is number 44, and we are returning to Stalingrad. With me, I have my good comrade Jason. How's it going today?
1: Good, good.
0: Howdy, y'all. Excellent. (laughs) And if you guys don't know me by now, I'm Andy, your host. So, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, Very excited to do this today uh, with Jason, as we've been talking about uh, a return to the Stalingrad campaign book. For a while now and yep. um yeah the whole whole aspect of this episode is is pretty much kind of what we've been talking about and and our plans of continuing to go through the campaign book and uh just rolling some dice and, and seeing what these sort of scenarios are like so uh but first as always a little bit of a hobby highlight what's new with you jason
1: well uh Working on some French uh Napoleonic twenty eight mil from Perry Brother and a whole buttload of uh Soviets. No surprise, I suppose.
0: <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. I yeah. got those on the back burner too.
1: <laughs> yeah, lots of uh Soviets and winter gear.
0: Ah very nice, very nice you're see it's funny you're doing the opposite uh like I'm almost done my winter German forces, yeah, um, and then I'm gonna be going to like the regular kind of blitzkrieg uniform uh Germans to tie in with the actual campaign book as well, right nice so um yeah that's that's pretty cool um other things on the docket for myself or just some other systems you know the usual sweet. So <laughs> getting ready for a tournament in uh end of January for one of the other systems, the heresy system. So um, I'm sure you'll see pictures of that stuff and uh, you should get some pictures of your stuff too there,
1: uh, Jason, just to yeah, show, I show off. <laughs> They'll, they, they won't be close-ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the four foot rule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm plugging away at the pile of shame it's all good it's i all don't good. want to work too hard because you know if you ever finish your last model you die instantly <laughs> oh i guess i'm not dying for a while <laughs> yeah i'm gonna live forever yeah. oh good stuff good stuff
0: so yeah so uh returning to stalingrad in the campaign book it's
1: it's probably gonna be one of my
0: favorite books, to be honest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean all of the books, especially the campaign books of the second edition. Yeah. Are really good. Like uh lots of scenarios, lots of uh I mean, part of it comes off like an Osprey, you know uh book, you know, a history book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, yeah, the scenarios, the theater list, which are always fun. Uh, it, it's really quite narrative if you read through the scenarios, um, tying it all together, new units. And I like that they they kind of compile in the, in the end or near the end of every one of these books, compile the kind of special rules that might be applicable yeah. for for that uh, kind of setting. reference. You know, but they're in the end of each of the books. which sounds like maybe it's overkill to reprinting pro, uh, you know, uh, uh, previously done uh, IP. But uh, uh, but the reality is, is maybe you don't own every single campaign book like I do or Andy does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so right at the back of any of them, you have a whole bunch. You know, uh, minefields. Uh, Digging in, how rubble works, yeah, snow, you know, all that stuff. Snow, yeah. mud, like there's a a bunch of fun rules you can just throw into you know a rando game. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, but this one, for sure. A, I mean, it's it's quite cinematic. I mean, everybody who knows anything about World War II could probably this would be one of the battles they could list mm-hmm. you know everybody knows something about it and uh it just really uh calls to mind the uh the cinematic aspects of the game of bolt action which i really really drew- draws me in so this this book i think is a favorite for sure
0: oh yeah and and like it's 176 pages and the pictures and the maps and you know uh just the way it's set up is is really really nicely done and uh even the campaign rules at the back of it as well um it's quite well done so yeah definitely we'll be taking advantage and using that stuff from this book and comparing it and also playing it and using it for future events of course um but yeah ultimately it's 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 well done and uh yeah the maps like they're so
1: detailed <laughs> you know
0: yeah they have the the battle
1: lines and everything like it's it's awesome and it, uh, something special too about this book is the campaign rules they have at the end of it yeah they have a a campaign that you can run that's fairly like simple campaign tracker yeah yeah, a really simple and fun idea, easy to pull off with a gaming club or, or a, a bunch of pals, you know. So, so exactly. yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it.
0: Yeah, I know, for sure. It's uh, quite the glorious book. <laughs> but um, continuing on with like what we're um, pretty much talking about for the last little bit here, the the Stalingrad project for us and kind of uh, our whole idea is to to uh, go through each scenario and play. play
1: every every gosh darn one of them.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, to go through these scenarios and like play them out and use the actual theater selectors and and uh you know play out the game and and see what the missions are like and just to have a lot of fun with it because you know the last you know couple years it's kind of gaming's kind of been a bit of uh um you know a downer just because we haven't been able to do it and now it's like let's roll some dice let's have some fun with it we own these books we have these armies uh let's all be safe of course and uh you know let's 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 pick up the the missions and let's play them out. And uh, it's nice because we end up kind of going through mm-hmm. the first mission, of course. Mm-hmm. The uh, scenario one was the the last bridge over the river Dawn, and um, yeah, we decided to to set that one up. Jason ended up setting it, it up with a beautiful table and oh, you know, a really thematic looking table has the bridge you know the bridge head and the little town and uh the open uh open ground with a little bit of trees here and there and hills and uh, i have pictures that i'll post up and uh you can put on the youtube video here as well but um yeah it was awesome when i came in you know over to play and i was just like oh my god this is gonna be fun <laughs> this is gonna be fun
1: sweet, <laughs> sweet. So, it was a fun game. Yeah. And you know, just to go back for a sec, it kind of, it's kind of sad because I love these uh, campaign books, uh-huh. but I don't often play any of the scenarios.
0: Yeah. You know, we've, so it's
1: really exciting. Uh,
0: we've, we've community wise, like we've mainly been playing like a lot of pickup games. And, mm-hmm. um, in the past there was a couple of events and or leagues and, um, yeah, I just haven't really been able to really get that going as of late, even though I have, you know, a gazillion ideas on stuff that I want to do, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> involving the community as well. Right. So, you know, some, maybe some tank war stuff or, you know, uh, like I've mentioned before the Stalingrad or the, uh, D-Day landing kind of stuff with that map that we have, yeah. but, um. This essentially, this here is, is kind of, it's going to be like a trial run for us as well. And, um, you know, Jason and our other friend, Dusty, I know they're, they're right into it and they love making those thematic, um, boards and whatnot. And of course they always punch out armies too. So, <laughs> um, yeah,
1: well, a lot faster on the terrain than the armies. <laughs> yeah,
0: Well, that, that was a driving force for you. Right? You yeah. Tell me those 3D printed
1: uh, buildings that you did. You, like you hammered them out. Yeah, I did. I, I, I for that game I set up with Andy for Scenario One. I uh, primed and painted all those buildings and uh, all in in that day, <laughs> primed them the morning and painted in the afternoon and played them on the
0: in the evening. In the
1: evening. <laughs> So hopefully they didn't look too ramshackle. I still I tried know, to keep. they look it. great. <laughs> oh, they
0: look great. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. But that's that's it's funny because we just uh, we just did a an episode on uh, uh, hobby burnout. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, it was the reverse, I guess. You know, yeah.
1: so that's good. Oh, that's, know, good. I, that's good. I I work good with a deadline. That's the other advantage of doing our plan to go through all of the scenarios is that we read the scenario, we figure out what forces we're going to need so I have to make sure I have my forces ready to go. Then also so I'm motivated there and then also the terrain well, if it says it has a river and a bridge and a village and some hills I'm going to want to have a river, a bridge, and a mm-hmm. village and some hills, you know? yeah. So it it's a little fire under my butt which which helps me. I, I languish without a deadline. <laughs> so uh just putting even a friendly deadline, you know? No, for sure. Uh, for sure. Putting it's... that out there gets me going. I'm already planning on somebody may or may not have got a whole bunch of uh Oh city yes type uh terrain uh coming. And I know Andy already has uh pretty much a metric uh buttload of uh <laughs> factory terrain yeah so our powers combined we should be able to stall and grad it up uh very effectively hopefully no that's a sure. plan anyway
0: yeah it is i'm gonna have to get my button gear too uh, i can i'm actually looking at the terrain right now and it's kind of staring at me so yeah you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's part of the planning of, of of doing this as well. Like not only the armies, but um, building the terrain and all that stuff too. Which it'll be a big project, but come down, you know, down to it when we get it all said and done, uh, it's gonna be awesome. I'll make sure that when I take some pretty cool thematic pictures and and set some stuff up with with Jason here on getting that kind of going and uh, putting the armies out so we can show you guys what we've been doing. For um, sure, and and, and
1: as far oh sorry no go ahead, as as far as uh, it being uh, big in scope, it's really not that crazy. If you look at well, for scenario one, I only need you know, I only need a couple of elements. Scenario two uses most of the same elements I need from scenario one. Yeah, yeah, you know, scenario three, and it so it kind of builds on each other. So it's not like you need to start day one with, you know, a garage full of painted. Uh, scenery, yeah. you know, you you get to build up to uh, working through the book, you know, and then by the time you're on the last scenario, you know, or, or halfway through, you're already using stuff you have done from other scenarios. You're just combining it in different ways. So it's not even that crazy the the factory side and the city side is going to be a, a project. But besides that, you know, once we get that done too, it's all easy peasy you know
0: for sure for sure and it's uh gonna be exciting gonna be Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fun to to do all that stuff and uh get it going and and finally seeing that vision of you know what we got it done so very very fun to do it
1: (laughs) you know andy too we can't just stop at one book
0: oh i know (laughs) So this project,
1: if it uh, doesn't kill us, it's ongoing. We're gonna have to just hit another book and another <laughs> book. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the 3D days. Oh yeah, see so you. You read my my. You, did you scan my brain? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know I have all that thick styrofoam in the garage. So. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, I got so many bunkers and obstacles. Yep. Yep, and I've been printing stuff out too for that as well. Yeah, but um... so, but, for Stalin, Stalingrad but there, first, Stalingrad yeah. first. Rewind it back. <laughs> Stalingrad first. That's a big enough project. Yes. Boop, and then the the real fun part too is that I mean, this is for, I mean, you guys are, uh, you know, going to come along too, hopefully, but really, it's for me and Andy. Uh, you know, but once we get this. You know, we're playing through the missions and stuff. It'll be easier to bring to the community, hundred percent, right? Because we'll have all the stuff we would have already tried them out. But you know, sometimes the scenario written isn't as good as the scenario played. You know, until you play it a time, you know, to understand the nuance of the scenario. Yeah. Uh, so it makes it easier to to pass it on to bring it out to to other to people, other, other knuckleheads that aren't so. Uh... I don't want to say. Dumb, brave as us to <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> to take this all on, but uh <laughs>
0: oh, boy, boy, awesome! We're just fanatics. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, going kind of going forward with like just the whole aspect of it. Um, so the first, the first scenario, the the uh, the last bridge over the river dawn. Uh, Jason was playing as the Soviets and I was playing as the German forces and uh, we had actually built our armies. Um, I actually didn't use that theater selector. So, yeah, I was kind of cheating, you know, Um, (laughs) but um, we just kind of happened to like, hey, do you want to play one of these scenarios? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Right. And of course, me not thinking about it, being out of touch a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should have built that using that theater selector but I didn't but regardless um like it, it was a great game so yeah. but yeah like it, it was a lot of fun even though I wasn't using the the proper uh, theater selector for it but
1: uh just yeah, was... go ahead oh sorry it was it was really nice to uh use some of those uh rules at the end uh and to to change up from the basic uh you know standard 12 scenarios yeah yeah not for uh, sure yeah so, uh, i don't know if any if you want to give a a quick rundown on what that scenario was or
0: yeah so um i'll do a little bit of a breakdown of the actual scenario um like jason was mentioning here um so first off the the theater selectors that uh, you know they mentioned to use uh, the, the Soviet one is the Don Volga uh, from this campaign book, and then the German one is the Gates of Stalingrad. And um, I'll let you guys check that out. I'm not going to go over those, but um, just briefly, uh, you know, you're you don't have access to the, like all the equipment out of the actual Germany book, so uh, definitely look through those and see their their benefits and strengths, and just kind of plan out your army. Of course, as you you know are kind of going through these because you end up using the same theater selectors on the next mission which we'll talk about later um so you get to plan out your army pretty much right mm-hmm. um but yeah so pretty much the this first scenario um the pretty much the sixth army is shattered the soviet line is racing to capture the bridge um, behind the masses of retreating soviet forces so the setup was on a a six by four and what ended up happening was the bridge was like three quarters down um, the actual table and we were playing lengthwise right and Jason had uh, a couple of units on the shorter side of the bridge which was where he would need to get the rest of his troops which came from the opposite side Um, Believe me when I say Jason had fully uh, used up his deployment zone with the <laughs> amount of massed infantries uh, that he had and all these little small, small teams as well. The unwashed uh, masses were many. <laughs> so Jason sets up there, and then my German forces actually get split into three forces. And they don't start coming on until um, a little later on, so my first force came, comes on, and I could come from either flank the, of Jason's uh, army from that side. Except I can't um, can't deploy pretty much on the farther side of the bridge area. So um, yeah. So
1: you get the, you get uh, you can deploy on either long table edge. Yeah. But only on the first turn, only the first twelve inches. I think it is. Yes, that's, it, correct. Uh, that's correct. Twelve inches from the side that I'm allowed to start on. So you can start right next to me, baby. You just walk on the table and start blasting away. Uh, and then the the next turn, it's, yeah, it's twenty four inches. Yeah, it's you tw- walk on. It's twenty four, thirty six, and then it's forty eight.
0: Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so
1: you do get yeah. a good sized
0: deployment for those forces. Now, remember playing as the Germans, your, your forces split into a third, you know, um, three different waves pretty much. So you really do got to kind of plan what you're bringing in as I found out on some of the, um, deployments either did really well or they got taken out pretty quick. So, um, and then pretty much, uh, what it is, is as the forces are, are fighting, you know, going through and fighting each other, um, Jason's objective is pretty much to get as many units as he possibly can over th- and to the other
1: side of the bridge and then to blow the bridge. So yeah, I the- get... I get two VPs for every unit I get across that bridge, including the two that I start with on that side. Yeah. Uh, And I get five VPs for blowing up the bridge.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, my objective is to, A, either defuse it if he's already lit it and try to capture uh, or pretty much simply capture the bridge um, as you possibly, you know, you can as you're going towards it but you got to remember as well um, you know you're you're pretty much a moving fighting force as you're flanking you know the the opponents forces or you're trying to push your way through and, and still fight as you know Jason did in in with his forces right Jason definitely outnumbered me
1: Um <laughs> to say the least yeah
0: yeah um but i know like the first turn uh when you know when i came on it was pretty much a unit got wiped out right yeah just because i was able to delegate kind of okay this is my firepower he's out in the open okay let let me get that let me uh take one out right and I also get one victory point for each unit that gets destroyed. Yeah. And then five victory points. um, If I control the bridge and it's intact at the end of the game. Yeah. That's the key thing. Right. So, so throughout the battle, like um, we had a lot of uh, good combats and then there was a couple that were surprising, of course. (laughs) plus um yeah some some bad positioning now the thing is unlike unlike a lot of our pickup games and whatnot just our you know our drop-in games um the way the terrain is like set up on this um, map that they have a, a diagram kind of thing of like a picture of there isn't a lot of cover as you're trying to get to uh, the bridge, uh, what we noticed because Jason had put some pretty awesome hills uh, underneath his uh, teddy bear fur uh, map that he or a um, cloth that Field. he had he yeah. used his fields, right? Which looked amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, just those simple hills, you wouldn't, you'd be surprised that just the angles you were trying to get. From your troops to fire on other troops, and it's like, oh yeah, they got covered, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, top down, it didn't look it looked like I was screwed, yeah, <laughs> you know, but when you get down to the to the model's eye view, oh there this undulating terrain really does change the game up a little, exactly you know, and not such a in your face way it was it was a lot different and kind of a fun fun aspect. And honestly it's it's something they specifically mention in the setup portion of the of the scenario. They specifically mention of trying to get that undulating uh hilly ter- you know, open terrain uh on that other side of the bridge, you know? Yeah. So I, I think we pulled it off. I think uh I think oh, we got totally. it. T- you totally got it. That was nothing to do with
0: me. You got it. <laughs> Um, and of course you have like the road in the middle, right? And then the, um, you know, the little river that you had, had done up as well, which was awesome. And, um, you know, Jason had two tanks and I had a transport and, uh, you definitely felt, well, actually I had two other tanks as well. You definitely felt the advantage of having, uh, that kind of equipment on the board Uh, You know, compared to a lot of the earlier war um, infantry, which didn't really have very much of anything for
1: taking out the tanks. Yeah, I had very limited anti-tank options, actually, in the list. Uh, So uh, those two tanks, which did brilliantly, by the way, and also we should mention, people are thinking, oh, he had T-34s. No, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. There were two T-70s, so mm-hmm. obviously I did the two platoons to to be able to take that, but it, it worked out. I kind of needed that anyway because I had so many guys. Yeah, I needed yeah. that leadership from the uh, li- uh, lieutenants spread out, so it actually kind of came from me wanting to get the two lieutenants to spread out leadership, and then, oh, I'm taking two tanks I'm not taking two expensive tanks. I'm taking two 150 point tanks if it, off off the top of my memory that's what they are. And they did amazingly. Yeah, they did. Um they're they did far better than they should have really.
0: Top top notch like they're probably VIPs. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um you know like again like I said I was out, I was definitely outnumbered and I definitely felt it as I was deploying my armies you know, my, my three different forces, uh, it definitely made me think, rethink of the army and, uh, cometh like the second scenario. Yes. I will properly use the right theater selector this time. Um, (laughs) but there will definitely be more infantry, um, you know, in the, in this next army, and yeah, you know, I'll take armor still, but it's not going to be the big clunky, you know, uh stug that I took um in that match, right? So it's yeah. in, in my my I guess my mentality was still on dealing and fighting against veteran armies, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a big yeah. I had a big stug 33B in my army. To, to deal with that stuff. And yeah, it, it landed a hit and it, it did devastate a unit, but Jason had six of these units. So
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I wasn't doing very good on the later rounds trying to hit.
1: And they still ended up staying too. Yeah. Yeah. I still ended up, uh, you know, but it helps Soviets with morale checks that definitely helped oh, being able sure. to reroll failed morale and the, uh, you know, one. I'm getting off topic, but the that uh, new commissar guy, I forget his name. Oy, oy, oy. But uh, whew, yeah, has the inexperience to fire at at, uh, uh, at the same without the negative modifier for shooting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, off good. off topic. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I'm sure if you guys are going through the book, you'll you'll find that as a Soviet player, and you'd be like, oh, I'm taking this every time. Um, oh,
1: yeah. I mean, he's a commissar and allows inexperienced units to fire without the normal minus one for being inexperienced, as long as they're within six inches of them. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: yes, please. And you, you know. uh, that rule, the Soviet rule where, uh, you know, if there's a, a role that causes your unit
1: to be destroyed, um, what is that called? Yeah, the reroll morale check one. Uh, yeah, whatever it's called, like no step back or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, uh that's, saved my butt.
0: That like this game, this this scenario, it really shined. It really really shined. So, you know, going through the 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 turns and and fighting and and realizing myself at least realizing, I don't have enough. Right, and like. I was, I was fixed on trying to battle your bigger units that I let your smaller units kind of slide by or you yeah. had, you had put them in spots where it was really hard to target them. Like really hard to hit just cause of numbers, of course. Right. Small yeah. team, you know, okay, I'm on that hill, part of the hill. So you're getting the cover, blah, blah, blah. Right. Or you went down, um, So I was like, okay, well, I have a better chance at targeting these big units. They're going to cause me problems later down the road. But at the same
1: time, I'm letting your little guy, little units get through and they're worth points for. um, Yeah, my, my mortar team, which costs 30 points, my light mortar, he scores two victory points just like everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, this is me pretending like I had some grand strategy. I had a lot of luck to, <laughs> to to pull pull out a victory on this one. But So let's talk about
0: that luck a little bit. Let's talk about <laughs> that a little bit, okay? Um, I've missed a, quite a few times with my stugs. Um, I yeah. had some flank shots on you, uh, on your, your tanks there, with the, uh, the other stug that I had with the uh, anti-tank cannon on it. Yeah, you wh- you whiffed with that thing. I did, and I cried a little bit. I yeah. Was, I was hurt. I was cut, you know. And then Jason has happened to zoom across with his sound effects in every game across the bridge and position himself where he started getting flank shots on me. Yeah, yeah. And I was beside myself when he was taking out my tanks with his little tanks.
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they were hitting A, which is pretty rare for me, but they were hitting, and then getting lucky enough to roll high enough to to penetrate and to kill. Yes, yeah. because
0: I think on both tanks you actually penned and then, like, on fire or
1: destroyed? It was, uh the I got one shot on your uh Stug 33B yep. that stunned it, which yep. saved me for a turn. And then I was able to take out your other Stug, your, uh, I forget which variant you had, uh, the H maybe. I can't remember.
0: Yeah. I had an anti tank. I think it had like, a. I don't know if it was a medium anti tank gun on it or not, but yeah. Anyways.
1: Yeah. No, it got, was, got uh... the flank shot on that guy and then got a flank shot on your 33 B and, ended up taking him out yeah <laughs> but not before he pretty much wiped out a squad that is true he did that earlier in the game but, yeah but uh, that's uh you know we we flog this idea to death about the expensive tanks are they ever worth it they are definitely for fun factor
0: but yeah uh, and my, my mentality was against veterans right so uh, oh yeah
1: it's a it is just a veteran destroyer yeah yeah, and To be fair, it's an inexperienced destroyer too. It just doesn't matter as much when my 100-point <laughs> unit that goes true. down. That is true. You know. That's true.
0: But at the same token, um, on the other flank, because my, my third force came in, and I had my flamethrower team. I had uh, a regular here infantry squad with an SMG and LMG come out. My yeah. uh, commander came out, my lieutenant. And um then I had my, my armored transport there uh came out as well and it was at a point where it was like, ooh, this is critical. I need I need to do something here. Dropped my flamethrower out, he had a nice clear shot. He was close enough, I was able to deploy him close enough. This big juicy Soviet infantry squad was gonna just get burnt. And I missed
1: oh yeah I yeah, missed
0: I missed yeah oh I was so lucky Yeah. <laughs> so was, I was so lucky it happened um, it sucked unfortunately <laughs> that wasn't the worst part though. Um, the next turn, I was hoping for that dice roll that that dice that the draw I was hoping for the gray to come out. Because it would have been a you men snapped action, and it would have been oh, yeah. three of my units activating and actually putting some punishment on Jason's forces, and I was denied that. So yep. uh, that, that flank got overrun and, and crushed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Eventually. I mean, to be fair, I mean, if if it had worked, it would have been you just would have murdered me
0: yeah it, uh, it was it would have been opposite right like it was it was either you're gonna do it or i'm gonna do it
1: so. yeah but uh yeah i was uh, that would have that would have killed me, but it was thir- i had thirty guys there, yeah, so I'm pumping a lot of shots yeah lieutenants and the commissar was in the vicinity
0: the too, lieutenant so... the
1: commissar and thirty dudes, yeah, just to show you how many guys I had on a table yeah <laughs> that was just the one flank i was funneling those little units right up the middle right right to yep, that bridge on the road just booking it like that the whole time and those big units which really that's five i guess that was five units i ended up getting the officer across the commissar stayed but uh though at that time there was five units stuck in there yeah shielding yeah. that flank I think, too, that one of the things that saved me is uh, is that sniper I had on the... on mm-hmm. I started with the sniper and the anti-tank gun on the other side of the bridge. I was allowed to start with two units in that village. So that's who I put there. So that sniper was uh, missing, and then it ended up killing your sniper. And I think he might have killed the machine gun, too, or something. Uh, and the anti uh, tank gun didn't yeah. actually kill anything, but what it did was force Andy
0: Yeah, to you force all his armor side. on
1: one side. And even that that last move I think you would have been served better by racing to the bridge with your Hanomag and getting those guys out and flamethrowing the guys that were hoofing it across the bridge. Yeah, I think, and that's where I think I... you're a little afraid of that anti-tank gun because you would have had to go right in front of him and I had that guy in ambush I mean the whole game pretty much
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, and it was like in, in in you know looking at it again um, I probably should have just kept deploying on the, the initial side that I was on and just pushed pushed to the bridgehead and cut you off right yeah, and yeah, that way, changed. that way, you know, MMG teams and stuff that I had positioned all the way at the back, which didn't really help me. Where, in hindsight, like talking about well, as we talked about earlier, taking a bit more, like infantry squads, to deal, you know, with these battles would have been a yeah. lot more helpful, right? Because I only had, I only had two infantry squads in that battle. And then yeah know, the two machine guns the mortar team the tanks the, ca- yeah, you know, the characters and then some small teams right um yeah but like you know thinking about it if i was to push and like angle and cut you off i'd still be engaged with you but i'd still be able to get maybe some units you know going across the the bridge and possibly either taking it or um Trying to disarm it because by that time you probably are, were already there um, yeah but yeah it was it was one of those battles where i definitely realized i made a mistake and it wasn't that it was like you know it was one-sided or the mission parameters were just like what is this right it, it, like it, it was nothing like that like this I, I found that this mission was super, super fun to play. Very, yeah. very thematic. Some new things kind of came up for us, right? Because we haven't really played too much with, like, hills. Like, at, yeah. the, at the store. Yeah. Uh, which is something to, to think about, actually. Um, You know, and having that river crossing. We have played in, in a, game, a couple games with uh, rivers and big bridges, yeah. but it's been... Like mainly just a large game um and then the course of the deployment was was quite different compared to a lot of the games in the the main rule book, right which yeah, I, th- I mean
1: just playing end to end really, you know,
0: yeah, which I think this is awesome and and I really love it. I really love that they really put in some uh thought into how this mission actually would play out right because again like i said it it didn't feel like i was you know uh even though it felt like i was outnumbered it didn't feel like um you know it was you were overpowered you know what i mean yeah Yeah, so so it's it's good to see that because i know in a lot of other games that kind of does happen you know the alpha strike or um you know just you lose a couple key units and it's over. It's done. Right. Yeah. Whereas this, there was always, there was always still a fighting chance. Um, it was just a matter of making the decision in a decent time in order to be where I need to be. And that's where I failed for sure. Cause like those small teams I had sitting in the back continuously trying to fire on you and not really doing, you know, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could have been running them up to Tango with your smaller teams, and even to get to the bridge as well, right? Yeah, And yeah, and that's yeah, true. The Hanomag, I could have used this cover. I could have, I could have escorted an infantry squad with the flamethrower team onto the bridge, deployed, and then do my work. You know, um, yeah, st- just stuff like that. You know, um, yeah, sniper, the sniper, I totally positioned them like horribly and um uh, your sniper t- took advantage
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean it's a little easier when my sniper gets to set up in a church yeah. tower <laughs> and your sniper has to run on the board but uh so yeah it's a little bit a little bit easier for me it, it is but aspect. even with the
0: hills like
1: even with the hills it probably could have hit him hit him uh you know yeah yeah you know it threw it threw us for a loop which was fun i like that it threw us for a hundred percent for a loop you know and you know it's it's the uh the gift of hindsight it's easy to say you know i I am curious to see if we were to play that scenario again if with our foreknowledge now Mm -hmm. would we change and would those changes be enough I don't know. Yeah. I, I think running hard at the bridge, as the Germans, has to be what you do. But again, you only get your army in thirds. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: and and that was and that's again that's that was the other aspect of when you're building your armies for these scenarios. You know, of course, there's always rule of cool. Um, brutal cool as always, <laughs> number one. But uh, you know, if if you like to strategize and stuff and whatnot, like going through the the mission and then kind of looking at your army and the theater selector that you're picking out of, right? You know, now that I've played this, I I'll go and I'll build that army once again from the 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 actual theater selector. Now knowing that, okay, you know what, the infantry are super, super important. Like, never mind the vehicles, right? If I am yeah. gonna take, if I am gonna tank a tank, you know, it'll be a a lighter tank that's not gonna chew up my points, right?
1: Sure. Um, well, I think your your Stug, your standard one, perfect would would be fine and dandy. Yeah, I I, I think it was the big. The uh,
0: 350 point one, yeah. that. Uh, yeah.
1: But, to be fair also, that in the city, murder. <laughs> that was the previous game we had, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, murder in the city. No, but, yeah, sure. this one where it's more undulating hill terrain, you're not going to get to blow up buildings, you know. Yeah. No, for sure.
0: Uh, yeah. But, but, I mean, regardless of it, like, learning how the scenario played and uh you know just all the new stuff that came up for us like the experience for us was super super fun you know we had a really good time playing it um you know jason won he blew the bridge armed it and pretty much blew it up
1: which is pretty which also cool. I, I i sorry to i I liked that i had to kind of decide when to try to blow it up because i ended up stranding some units on the other side you know which left yeah. me with a moral quandary I'm gonna leave those units there, basically to ask as a, act as a, uh, as a, you know, a uh, last guard, a, you know, a. a
0: well, you tied like my units up, right?
1: They're definitely gonna die. I mean, <laughs> well, you you tied you
0: tied up yeah. my third wave. Like oh yeah, I came yeah. on the board, and
1: that's four units there.
0: Like you said, I'm, I could have. I'm
1: saying it. if we go to turn ten or turn 12 yeah. those guys are toast. Yeah. yeah. I won the scenario but sadly those uh those I liked that little narrative aspect that I had to <laughs> decide when to try to blow the bridge. Cuz you know I could have popped you know just a couple of guys across the bridge and blown it up you know to prevent you from getting those 5 points and hope that you weren't able to kill the rest of my army by the end of the game. You know, yeah. I ended up keeping it quite late. It, it blew up in the last turn.
0: Yeah, it did. It did. And it was, uh,
1: which could have been risky too, because it's not guaranteed that it blows up. You light yeah. it and then you roll a dice and it might blow up that turn or it might delay to yeah. the next turn. It's... And then you roll again to see what happens. It's what
0: one, one to four. It's still burning. And then in yeah. the next and then turn you, get a... you roll again, but there's like a plus one
1: plus one or a plus two, yeah. something like that. Uh, and then you know subsequent turns it, it, you get that bonus eventually it, it's going to blow up for sure yeah and on a 5 6 it goes off yeah so i ended up getting a 6 on the first time i tried it so it it blew up right away thank goodness cuz i you know got those points too but uh i i really liked anyway i liked that narrative aspect it pulled me into the game mm-hmm. it made me kind of think a little bit more like uh Like the commander, instead of, you know, Jason playing the game. (laughs) The overseer. You know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, not this. So I I kind of felt for it. Like I I literally in my head was, oh no, but those guys aren't going to get across the. Wait a minute. This is a pretend game. Those are miniatures. (laughs) It's okay.
0: (laughs) So, and and the cool thing about this, too, the thematic part of it, of the the charges, is, um, you know, me being the Germans playing, like I had a chance to to defuse the um the charge. But the cool thing is and this is where building your army comes into play. Uh engineer units such as pioneers, they mm-hmm. actually get a, a bonus to their role. Once yeah. they you know so it's you know emphasizing that these were the guys that went in and dealt with this kind of stuff or set this kind of stuff up.
1: You know. Yeah, I like uh, the fact, that, you know, because the engineers, a lot of people take them only because they get certain weapon options. Yes. And almost nobody pays any points for or uses any of their other rules. So they have in all these books, they have all sorts of, you know, various uh, pieces of equipment you can use that you never do. They're not really useful in a standard scenario. So it's yeah. kind of nice, like... Yeah, engineers in that scenario seems pretty useful, actually. You know? Yep. No, for sure.
0: And and that's what the game's all about. Bolt Action. Yeah, it- and I keep I keep hammering this into anybody who talks to me about the game or, you know, with the buddies. Like, this game, that's the difference between Bolt Action and some other games that are out there, right? Is there is... One, it's his you know it's based off of our history but two there's such thematic and story uh, you know driven telling battles and uh, just the emphasis on these scenarios and and the units and the uh, forces that are used theaters uh, just set up and, and even down to terrain like hmm that's one big thing that has drawn me to this game and ultimately like it is one of my favorites and I'm, I'm so glad that i jumped in hardcore into it and i still still have that fire
1: for the game you know what i mean yeah um, i mean it's gonna bankrupt me but uh, uh you know we'll just pool our resources <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do love it it is a, it is a great game lots of uh great mechanics and i like that it's it's complex but simple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, still a game. It really is. Still just a game. It's not a simulation. No. Uh, you know. So, I, but I, I like that I can, you know, sit back, relax. But then you get pulled into it, you know. Especially at cinematic points, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's like, it's like that spring spring assault that way. Uh, I had you guys run there. Uh, Yeah, we had that big, um, big tournament, Pegasus Bridge, Pegasus Bridge. The guys on the other side were playing a different gaming system at this tournament. And I remember because I wasn't playing in the bolt action, I was playing in a different system. And I remember that the guys uh, came over to me and they were talking to me and they're like, damn, it's like, it's like you're telling a story. It's like, I'm watching a movie. It's like, right. I want to play on that terrain. And then at that moment, that's where you're like, that's what I'm talking about. You know, everybody just gets blown away. It's like when you see the, you know, those big dioramas of the, the trains, you know, people who, who do the hobby with the trains. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you just, you're blown away, just blown away, but that's bolt action as well. Right. So, pretty cool it's pretty cool so yeah that was kind of a little bit of an overview and and whatnot of our our plans and going forward plus uh you know just some insight and hobby stuff for us for for the stalingrad we are planning on doing scenario two uh the dawn crossing and it does use the same um it does use the same um theater selectors Except but you, you get double points. Yes, you get double the points that I have. Yes. So and it's actually played on a smaller uh, map as well. Yeah. It's a four by four. So it's yeah. it's going to be very close quarters, nitty gritty kind of uh, fighting. And uh, there's some tree, you know, more hills and trees and a river, boats, um, and and boats. So that's that's going to be an interesting one, right? So. Um, just a little overview of, of the actual mission. Um, you get, the Soviets get dug in, so they kind of get set up and hidden. Uh, there's prep bombardment, of course. Um, there's some other special rules, but the one thing is the assault craft for the Germans trying to cross the river. It's it's going to be interesting because um, you actually end up you know, you can actually lose teams, and yeah, if, um, if your damage. boat is sunk, yeah.
1: If your boat is sunk, uh, you it counts as them being uh, basically uh, in a destroyed transport, mm-hmm. and they end up on the other side of the river. Yeah, but they take the any casualties from the uh, from the transport being destroyed. But if you get your boat sunk with any artillery uh, artillery or MMG actually. Or uh any uh any of those weapons, they're lost. Yeah. The equipment's lost below the river. And uh so they're they're out. So that'll make it uh tricky for you to what are you gonna take? Are you gonna just not take that stuff or are you gonna take it and just kinda leave it on the other side of the river in support? Some suppressive fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you know but then again I'm dug in so it's going to be harder to uh harder to hit me but I only got half the points I don't know I'm looking forward to it it'll be fun it'll oh, be a good sure. one for sure
0: and it's I and, think... and it's an interesting oh. one for for uh like victory is uh it does use um you know victory points for destroyed units mm-hmm. but it also uses victory points for uh what units remain on the eastern side of the river so the the side of the river that the Germans are pretty much trying to cross. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, looking like I'm going to have to look at some of that, uh, tubing, maybe that tubing foam to make some boats, like I've mentioned to you before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That'll work. I also found a, uh, I found a 3d file for, uh, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. the For, uh for uh, assault boats German assault
0: boats Uh, you have to send that to me or send a link I'll have to take a look at that too yeah Nice. Nice. very very excited Um, probably do it in a few weeks or so and then uh, of course we'll um, we'll share with you guys again just a a review over cap pictures of uh, of our battles and whatnot, and try to do a little write up for it as well um, who knows? I might even bring all the camera and the, uh, the gimbal and record it. So.
1: Did you call me a gimbal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Only when we're rolling dice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: but, um, yeah, so that's bringing us to the end of this episode. Uh, I hope this has actually given you guys out there some hype as well to maybe try it out and any other scenario or or campaign books that you have been playing or trying out i know a couple guys in the community have played some other ones and they've showed pictures of the terrain which is awesome love seeing that stuff um i know jason's always hyped for for that kind of stuff too Mm -hmm. so and um yeah as we move forward we'll share this kind of stuff with you uh, of course via you know uh facebook and instagram and all that stuff um but any uh, any ideas or any comments or suggestions or uh, or if you just want to share anything bolt action wise or any gaming wise, you know, just hit us up. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I did. And uh, again, thanks, Jason, for, for being on here and sharing the experience with me. No worries. So, and uh, yeah, keep on rolling those dice and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.